Welcome to Untangling Christianity. On this show, John and Greg attempt to diffuse destructive ideologies, unsnarl confused ideas, consider love and truth in Christianity. I'm Greg Monteith. Then I'm John Polstra. What do you got for us, Goose? All right, I'm, I've got something interesting for you, something kind of out of left field, I have to admit, but I, I'm, I'm really interested to hear what your perspective on this is going to be. Okay. So I went to Vancouver for uh, the second part of this course, and I'm there, and I'm kind of at a – I'm one of the kind of main uh, areas of downtown Vancouver, and one of the things that I have never seen in Vancouver – I lived there for seven years. Maybe I just wasn't in the right place at the right time. I have never seen a street preacher in Vancouver. So I'm there and I'm about to get on the bus and it's a kind of – it's one of the main rapid buses in the city. They come every five, seven minutes and I'm just about to get on and I see this guy and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And his sign, you know, I would have expected a street preacher to have like a a sign with – you know those like markers with the huge like quarter-inch – or half-inch chisel tips. Mm-hmm. I would have expected it to be written like that, but it's on this whiteboard and it's kind of subdued and it's hard to read unless you're close to it. So that was, whatever, a little interesting, but I wasn't going to stop for, you know, I wasn't going to miss my bus for that. But when he turned around, he was wearing a sign on his back made out of that, it looks like cardboard from some big appliance box, like a fridge or a stove or something. And on the sort of sandwich board sized piece of cardboard was written, beware Regent College. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I read that, I thought, oh, crap, I'm going to be late. (laughs) I cannot. I have to. I'm going to bite on this one, right? Because I went to Regent, which is in Vancouver, and we're in Vancouver. And I'm thinking, huh, I wonder what this guy has to say. So I thought, forget it. These buses come every five to seven minutes. Let's go talk to this guy. <laughs> so initially I had a bit of a hard time figuring out who the guy was because there were, it seemed like there were a couple of people there and he wasn't, uh, you know, like most of these, you're, you're used to these guys being loud and um, maybe, I don't know, like gesturing at people and calling out at people and trying to get your attention. And I didn't really hear a lot of volume Anywhere, I saw this guy kind of trying to talk with this other guy, and the other guy's walking away. And, it, and this first guy, who eventually turned out to be the street preacher, uh, just kept sort of following him a little bit. So eventually, I kind of took a stab between two guys, and I I, I, I went up to the guy with the sandwich board, um, but um, I still think there were maybe might have been two of them there. And I said, "So what's uh, what's the deal with your sandwich board? What's I I, I just." Regent College, what, what's what's going on? And uh, he said, um, this is where it gets really interesting. And, and you can stop me at any point along because um, I'm just going to keep giving you information. But he said, what do you want to know from me? <laughs> I want to know. Well, I have I have a I have a bit of a theory about this that I, I it's too early to prove. I went back. My course started on it's a strange course started on Saturday, went through to Monday. I arrived Friday. So I saw him Friday at like four o'clock and I thought, I got to, I got to talk with this guy again. And you'll, you'll know why once I tell you the story. So I went to go meet him again at the same place, hoping he'd be there, but he wasn't. 
So I only have one, one encounter with this guy to go off of, but it was really an interesting thought. So I want to hear what you think about the thought. And if any of the, what I'm seeing like doesn't sort of make sense, or if you, something jumps into your mind about it, then let me know. All right. So I said, you know, your sandwich board, Regent College, I was pretty clear. And he said right away, he said, are you a Christian? And I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to give this guy something. I'm not sure how much, but okay, sure, fine. I want to have a conversation with you, but I'll let you start it off. I said, yes, I am. And he said, would you take this pamphlet in the name of Jesus? <laughs> and it was on antichrists. And I just thought, how far is this road going to go before I get to ask my question? And I thought, I said to him, you know what? I will take that, I will take that pamphlet but I, from you. I, I promise I will. But first of all, I just like a little bit of information on what you've got on your board about Regent College. And he said to me, well, just bear in mind, if you don't take this pamphlet, I'm going to have to shake the dust off my feet at you. (laughs) And I thought to myself, I have no idea how he could be interpreting that in a way that I would have to be aware of. You know, he's referring to the sending out of the 12. And if a place does not receive you or is not, receptive to your message, you know, move on. And as you go, shake the dust off your feet. And, uh, anyways, I thought, okay, fine. Fair enough. I said, fair enough. I, I understand that. So, so Regent college, what's, what about Regent college? So he starts and he says, well, you know, it could have been any college. And I said, well, okay. I'm thinking to myself, so he's got a, something about Christian education and uh, at a certain level. And I said, so, so it could have been VST, which is Vancouver School of Theology. It could have been, and I named a, another one that was there on the, on the um, University of British Columbia campus, which is the campus where region is located. And he said, well, no, no, I, that's not exactly what I meant. What I meant was, um, like, I know more about region than these other places, but it applies to the other places too. So I said, okay, great. So where do we, uh, so, so, so tell me about that. And this is where things started to get a little weird. And, and here's where I'm coming from. I'll just give you a bit of insight. Because it got a little weird because he went right back to his pamphlet again. It was kind of like I started him down a road and then he realized he, he, wasn't, he hadn't gone through his process yet. And so he snapped back to the. So, I, I mean, are you going to take this pamphlet? Will you take this pamphlet? Um, and I tried to, um, you know, again, get him back to the part about region, but things kind of seem to break down there. So, but where I'm going with this is I have always assumed based on my limited exposure in Toronto or other big cities, London, England to street preachers that, um, there's that they represent, if you will, kind of an aberration of what the church is about. So in other words, if you were to say to somebody in a church, in an evangelical church, have you thought of street preaching? They'd give you this look like, are you crazy? Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. No? I don't know. If I were to, to channel my local, or my last evangelical church experience, it would be more that street preaching is kind of an outlier in terms of saving people from hell and winning souls, but... You know, it's, it's, um, you know, as long as it's, and I'm being kind of facetious and using air quotes here, as long as it's not too crazy, mm-hmm. I mean, 
we shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel and you know we should be out there saving as many people from hell as possible and so um yeah there's 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 not a great probably a return on investment for the amount of time and energy spent in that endeavor but mm-hmm. uh you know all you need is one person saved to make it super valuable so i wouldn't think that evangelical christianity would necessarily look down on it I guess in the situation you're describing, though, uh, some of my encounters with people like this, um, I guess my experience has been they're kind of living in a different reality. I I don't want to like I don't know how to describe their mental state, but it's kind of like they're you're not able to have a normal conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is sort of sort of what happened, but I don't know. Like I'm second guessing the whole thing. So I, I guess when I say that they'd kind of look at you like you're crazy, I mean, if you were to say to somebody, if the message was put forward in a church, in an evangelical church, by the way, we all need to be street preaching. And we've got a sign-up sheet. We've actually figured out a corner that people are going to go go to. And we've got the little tiny little tiny PA thing, or we've got a little box for you to stand on. We've got uh, sandwich boards for you to wear, and we've got nice colored markers and a whiteboard for you to write a nice verse on or whatever sort of message you want to do for the day. And, you know, in your small groups or home groups or whatever groups or however you're going to do it, um, yeah, based on the numbers of people in the church, you probably only have to do it twice twice a year. Yeah, and it would be fulfilling the Great Commission. It'd be a great great way to fulfill the— the Great Commission. Well, and that's what I'm. What I'm quite. I th- I think in most churches, most of the time, you're not going to hear anything like that. No, but but I don't see it being ruled out either. No, well, I don't think it's anti-Christian, but I think again, it it represents a kind of aberration. Like most people, like you just said, in today's people, day and age. But I think yeah. I think in an earlier time, it was more common. Yeah, sure. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. And, but I had always thought the same thing, too, that you mentioned where, you know, some, is this person in their right mind? You know, they might be a Christian, but when it comes to con- conversation, you can't really have one, right? Or you see people trying to have conversations with, with folks. Every time I've seen three or four times that I've seen this and people talking with them, they, there's no conversation, really. It's this, it's, it's kind of the same sort of thing that I experienced and I've always thought about it as, is that person who is the street preacher, are they mentally stable? So what happened? Now the suspense is killing me. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> so anyways, he snaps back to his, will you take this pamphlet? And, and A, I'm late. B, my bus is pulling up. And C, I'm thinking, am I really going to get the story out of this guy? Or is there a story to get? So anyways, I said, listen. If you're willing to talk to me about Regent College, I'm willing to take that. But I need you to talk to me about that first. That's what I need. And he wouldn't do that. Hmm. And so I said, okay, thanks for your time. Uh, this is my bus. And then he proceeded to start, I don't think yelling at me, but he's raising his voice and he's, he's warning me. He's, you know, I'm telling you these things and these things are important and they relate to the law. And he, he kind of flipped a switch because before he was very cordial. 
Hmm. Like the whole thing about, by the way, just so you know, I'm going to have to shake the dust off my feet. Like it wasn't some sort of, uh, I don't know, magisterial pronouncement or anything. It was just like somebody saying, you know, by the way, um, your umbrella is broken and it's starting to rain. And yet, so here I am, I'm, I'm back, I'm on the bus. This guy's kind of half shouted, half kind of very high volume. You know, he, he's kind of, he's kind of called me, he's, he's chanted me out, if you like, onto the bus. And everybody's looking at me like, wow, you must have really pissed that guy off. <laughs> and I began to think, I just kept thinking and thinking and thinking that I have always seen what happens at street preaching, not as something that, that, that Christians, that evangelical Christians would, they wouldn't necessarily say it's not Christian, but they certainly, I don't know, I've never heard of a church that says, we must be out street preaching because street preaching is a good and valuable way to do things. I've never heard that ever from anyone. And the more I thought about it, and I thought about how this guy was acting, he had a certain script that he went through, right? He had certain things he had to tell me. He had to be in control of the conversation. He didn't seem out of his mind. He had a certain interpretation of shaking the dust off his feet. I think that's what he, what he was doing to me. As I was getting on the bus, he was shaking the dust off, my, off his feet at me. What his view of what that means. And I thought, you know, I've always seen street preaching as some sort of, you know, here are guys not quite in their right mind. They take Christianity and they're kind of twisting it so that it suits their purposes or so that they can have an understanding of it that will allow them to express it in a way that's conducive to their frame of mind. And after seeing this guy, I don't know that that's true. I think that instead, what I was seeing and when experiencing, this guy was an idealized version of what I see in most evangelical churches. He wasn't something different. He was the essence of what I see there distilled. He had his own way of reading the Bible, and that was the right way. The pamphlet was on antichrists. And I just thought, why is he giving me something on Antichrist? And then I thought, okay, he's not giving me the become a Christian one because I'm a, I, that's his first question. Are you a Christian? No. Okay, you're a Christian, so I need to tell you some things. And what is he trying to do with the Antichrist thing? He's trying to hit me hard with something that's going to show me that he's right. He's got a topic that's extremely important. And so he's got a view on something. Something's not working well in the church. But instead of saying something's not well in the church— He's, he's got a pamphlet that he's written, apparently, and he's got some of his info on it about antichrists in the church. Because you can't be, you can't, you can't be neutral about antichrist. If you're a Christian, you have, to, you have to be on the right side of this. And I think, what, I don't, how clear is what I'm saying? I think it's pretty clear, but I guess the question that just keeps popping into my mind is, what's the motivation, what would be the motivation, what would be the motivation for someone to do something like this? Like, what's going on in their head? Like, I mean, it's kind of a, I don't know, in some ways I kind of admire the person. It's like, wow, you got guts to, like, stand on the street and yell at people. <laughs> That's probably, like, one of the last things I can ever see myself doing, maybe, except singing in an elevator or something, you know? So, <laughs> so I don't know. On one level, I'm kind of intrigued. It's like, yeah, is he that motivated? Is he that convinced? that his message is true, that he's that willing to look potentially crazy to do it? 
I don't know. You know, and I wish that's why I was going back to kind of say, I figured that, okay, this guy's got a process. And like, like being in Christian, most evangelical churches, you conform to what's there. You don't bring something there. You don't bring your questions there. They know what all the questions are and they know what all the answers are, just like this guy did. So I'm thinking, okay, well, let's go back. And let's, this time when he says, will you take the pamphlet? I'll say yes. And then he'll say, will you take this pamphlet? I'll just keep saying yes as long as I can until I get to the end of this guy's process and then say, okay, can we talk about Regent College now? Right? And then I was planning on saying, you know, so how, how does this work for you? How long have you been doing this? Who supports you financially if you're out here? If you don't, you know, or do you take time off work to do this? What's with the pamphlets? What was so important about the order and the process? You know, but I guess I'm not trying to make any definite conclusions about this guy so much as to say that it actually, the encounter changed my mind about how I view these, how I view at least this fellow because he didn't seem crazy. You know, the more he, he definitely kind of ramped up and switched gears. But I, I think you see that in churches too, right? You see that in churches with things like discipline. Like he was disciplining me, I think. And when you're in a discipline situation in some churches, you know, they'll shun you. They'll do a whole bunch of stuff that I think is, I mean, more than questionable. I think it's just often dead wrong, dead anti, you know, counter, counter biblical, if you like. But, um, but it was a really interesting thing for me to think that. And then, you know, to the, to whatever extent I'm right. And I, I, you know, if I ever go back to Vancouver and I see the guy there, I'm going to have that conversation and get a little more sense of maybe confidence that I, you know, my current perception could be accurate. But to the extent that it is, you know, I would wonder when you're, when I'm talking with people in churches and I look at this, the picture that this guy paints, sort of the, the portrait that he is in terms of his actions there, would people who attend churches actually like to look like that? Would evangelical Christians actually like to do that? Is it just some sort of social more, social kind of, you know, as you said, it's like singing in an elevator, right? We think, oh, gee, I, I couldn't possibly do that. Is that what it is? Is that all it is? That's keeping most people in churches from doing something like that? And if so, how would you feel if that's the kind of portrayal Wait, that you offered? Man, losing you, doing something like what? going out on the street and, and doing what this guy's doing and talking to people and shaking the dust off his feet and having his kind of, you know, his program that he runs people through. Um, because it, it's, there was just so many echoes of being in a church. You know, in a church, there, there is the right way to do things. There's an order. There's a perceived way of doing it. You can come in with questions, but you know what happens to questions, Right. If yeah. your questions are the right questions, they get answered. And if not, you're told what the right questions are. And then there's an authority structure. So he was doing all these things that when I reflected on them, I thought, I don't think this guy has taken what he's learned at church and twisted it. I think he's taken it and he's refined it. He's got to the heart of it and he's doing it right out here. But if you and I would say to ourselves, like, if my response is simply, this is awkward, then that's one thing. But if my response is, you know what, I think this is actually unproductive. This is not getting at the goals of what it is to be a Christian, particularly relative to the Great Commission. 
But if what he's doing is a distillation, if it's taking the essence of what we do, what most people do in evangelical churches, then it made me really consider, well, maybe that's one way of expressing to people who are in churches and can't see some of the difficulties of the way they present things. Would you like to be seen like this? Mm, you know, and, okay, I see where you're going now. So you know, so you're so you're saying, okay, so you're suggesting could using this street preacher help people to kind of get what get the vibe that that happens. I don't know. I'm a little uncomfortable saying all evangelical churches because <laughs> mm. I still hold out hope that there's some okay ones somewhere. Um, <laughs> but uh, so you're wanting to use this guide as an example, to, like as an analogy or as a as a an example to get any point across. I think so. And uh, you know, so if people say, "Yeah, there's nothing wrong with me interpreting the Bible the way I like," and I would say, "Well." You know, here's an example of a guy who's interpreting shake the dust off his feet as I'm going to try and scold, shame, and embarrass you into, into accepting my point of view. Personally, I don't think I've ever seen Jesus do that in the Gospels. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen an example like that. And so I'm not seeing, I'm not trying to say that, that I've got the, the, the right interpretation of, of this fellow or that there's only one type of evangelical church out there. I just, it struck me that there was value and some truth to the f- notion that was occurring to me, which was, I think this guy is not, he's not departed from the things that they do in the church. He's taken them, distilled them, refined them, and he's, he's using them. He's embodying and, and, them. And how does that feel? Mm-hmm. And for me as a Christian, I just thought there is no freaking way, even though, you know, he wasn't some guy yelling at me through a megaphone the whole time or doing things that were really socially awkward. He was very socially on and connected for the most part, right? Until he decided to shake the dust off his feet. And so I, I have to wonder, you know, I, th- I think he's taken the tools that he's learned and he's just sharpened them. That's my guess. That's, that's, what, that's my hunch without further information. And... So when I guess I'm raising critiques about the established evangelical church, um, I would say to them, well, you know, if you were to take that to the extreme, I wonder if it would look like this. Hmm. And then I wonder how comfortable you might feel about that. And if that really seems off-putting to you, uh, maybe there's cause to consider that the way you're doing things now and the critiques I'm raising about the fact that they might not be helpful for most people Maybe there's more to them, and maybe there's more that, you know, it might bear some value in looking at that. So do you have any places in mind to try this out? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, and I think I probably wouldn't use that overly. You know, I don't think that's a great way to it, – it's more of a way to end a conversation than to yeah. continue one. Right. I think if, if someone was at a point – a relational point where we could discuss something like this and they could say, well, I don't really see any problem with saying that I'm interpreting thing. I don't read the Bible. I just interpret it. I mean, what's wrong with that? Then I might throw that as an example, right? As a, something that might stimulate some more conversation and maybe help somebody to see things from a different perspective. But 
but it was really quite interesting to me um, to think that there's more of a connection than a disconnection between at least this guy. Uh, you know, and I have seen some street preachers where it's like, you're just screaming and yelling at people and it's all black. But like I say, this guy, I expected his board to be written in super thick black marker. It wasn't. It was nice, colorful, kind of, you had to be within 10 feet to even read it. You know, he seemed down to earth and blah, blah. You know, until he, till the dust was shaken off the feet. So it was, it was quite a, a cool experience. I, I wish I could have had the opportunity to go back and kind of follow up and then I really would have felt I had something because I had all these thoughts and I would have asked him the same question. So do you think what you do, how much do you think what you do resembles what happens in churches? It's just that you're willing to come out here and, and actually kind of take these things maybe further and to the limit versus, you know, do you think you know, you've kind of had experiences in church and you think, ah, you know, it shouldn't be like that at all. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm breaking new ground here. I'm doing things really differently. So who knows? Well, right? keep us posted. If I'm back to Vancouver, you will be the first to know about this. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Untangling Christianity podcast. A summary and resources for this episode are at our website, untanglingchristianity.com. If you'd like to join our private Facebook group or reach us by email, send your requests, questions, or even a simple hello to feedback at untanglingchristianity.com. Music on this podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com and is licensed under a Creative Commons license.